Hey guys, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. We are so excited to be back for another episode of TGIF with two of the most fabulous men in the entertainment industry. I'm here with Al Reynolds, aka Q, and wait. Oh my bad, I had a couple drinks. I'm so sorry. I started before y'all already. My bad. Let me do that again. Okay, I am here with Al Reynolds. Hello, Al. Yes. Hello. AKA Funky (laughs) Dineva. Put some respect on my name. All right. Put some respect on mine, too. (laughs) I'm on vacation, kind of. Okay, now we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in social media and all that's trending out there on the internet. We have a special guest tonight. I'm really excited. A little later on the show, we're going to be joined by reality TV producer and creator, Carlos King. He wanted to be here tonight, and we're going to see what he has to say. I'm going to have lots of fun. Sit back and relax and grab your drinks because it's about to get on and popping. Please welcome multimedia personality, talk show host who got his YouTube page back. We got to get into that. Funky Dineva. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) People tune in just for that. (laughs) And my dear friend, who I'm not going to pick on tonight, who always (laughs) is dressed to the nines and has window treatments, not (laughs) like us regular Negroes, Al Reynolds. (laughs) <laughs> ah, you can pick on me i'm ready for it no i feel like we were doing a little bit, a bit much but it, it, it works people weren't were being mean to you at first and then we started picking on you and now you're like the fan well you're you and q are the fan favorites i'm like in third now so i'm just happy <laughs> to tell you how y'all feeling tonight hey we are on you? fire i'm on fire. i i don't know how the moon and the stars align tonight i don't know if it's this new stuff that I'm doing, but I was telling Al before we went live, like, I got so much energy, baby. I'm ready to go to the club, okay? I'm ready to get off the line. Forget going to the bar. I'm getting liquored up on this vodka and Publix uh, lemonade, and I'm ready to go to the club. <laughs> How was that different than any other night? <laughs> because I'm classy. I, be going, I go to the bar. Right. The bar is different than the club. So the bar right. is like cut to the chase. It's like just... You, would the Barbie like, like the the what's what's that porn they call it when they just get straight to the the effing and then the club is more where there's foreplay because like the bar is that more like just no the no, bar is just where grown people go listen right. I'm almost forty when I go to the club the music too damn loud the drinks too high people stepping all over your feet you got to pay to use the bathroom why do i got to pay you to give me toilet paper and paper <laughs> that was available for free at five o'clock but now that it's 11 i got to pay you it's just too much and only young people have the courage and the patience to go to the club see grown people go down to the bar but tonight, I'm feeling energetic and full of the good vitamins and full of the good liquor. And I think I might go down to the club. <laughs> Al, what do you think about this? Because, Al, you're a fitness buff. And Funky Daniba is apparently new to the whole gym. Because right. I he every outfit like, I'm about to go stunt on these gym hoes. They ain't ready for these fashions. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's working, right? Look, you see he got energy. He, his, he's completing sentences better. He's like, look, sitting up straight. Look at that arm. Oh, got, got a little. Mo- uh, let me see that. Let me see the arm. Look at that arm. Oh, um, hold on. Mm, oh, <laughs> hold on. There you go. Look at that. Mm. <laughs> that bitch sitting. It's sitting. Yes. I mean, I mean. Popeye. He looks like Popeye. I mean, wait. I've been in there. I, I went to all of four sessions, and now I think I'm damn swole. But that's yeah. right. Al, he did four reps, and he thinks he got- reps. All right. 
without throwing up. <laughs> Who throws up on their evaluation, though? That was what was happening. Well, I was down to the bar with a Honda cars be the night before. And I overindulged. Me and Don Julio had a love affair that we just could not separate from. And I paid for it the next day. But you know what? That needed to happen because it taught me that I can't do both. Like, I can't live a fitness life and be a lady of the night. So I just got to pick one. So what you going to go with? I'm going to be a lady of the afternoon. <laughs> we got the fitness life. Let's <laughs> so get into some things. Funky, you recently posted on your social media uh, that your YouTube channel got taken down. And I saw they were talking about it on Lipstick Alley, all over the internet, because people live for your YouTube channel. It's really, you know, it's good. It's popping. I know you make a lot of money from it because you done told us. Mm -hmm. So what, what happened? Well, you know... It, I was working out with my trainer. I got a tweet that was like, your page is canceled. I didn't know what happened. Long story short, when I got home, I had an email from YouTube that said I had uh, violated the community policies and guidelines from a video that I did taking a weight gain supplement called Epidamine. And they were saying that YouTube condemns pushing or promoting any products that are illegal or require prescription in order to consume. At the time in which I did that video six years ago, Epidamine was sold on Amazon. So mm -hmm. sometime between then and now, it's become unregulated. And my belief is that the robot scanned my, 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 my page and caught it. Some people think that based on some recent videos that I did, that certain celebrities may have had their hand in my page getting taken down. Um, mm. Could be, could be not. I mean, who's to say? All that matters is I'm back, bitches. After last week's story? Stories? Yeah. And and what was, I saw something in the page about a, a Gary Coleman and what was that about? So, so, you know, it's certain people on this internet. I've been in these internet streets for a long time and no matter, they, they are sitting on ready waiting to just yeah. revel in your downfall. The minute I went public about my page being terminated, all of these videos on YouTube pop up. Ah, that's what he get. He always talk about what he got. That's what he get. This just reveling in the fact. One, one person even said my page got taken down for drugs. Just insist on making me a crackhead. I say, okay, girl. And so I had to get her ass together nice nasty today. Is that uh, the person that looks like Gary Coleman that you, is that what the reference that is? That is Gary Coleman, uh-huh. Michelle Brown from straightfromtheassblog.com. Okay, now she's been wanting to get the attention of myself and you for a very long time. And I, I haven't- I had time today. Listen, she she's made about 10 videos about me. I don't know how many videos about you. Why don't you just stay in your big wide lane, Michelle, and we'll stay in our paid lane over here and leave us alone. Like you do what you do, we do what we do. And like, just stop. She was going to make a video about this, no doubt. Of course she would. But you know, she, you, you know, the only issue that she had with you is that you're pretty and you smell powder fresh. Mm. Well, she's trying to push this narrative that I'm a colorist. So that's what, that's her whole thing. She found, she, she tries to push this narrative that I hate black women. So that's what she does. She finds something you know, to pick on. We just don't she, like you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, yeah. I don't like that particular black woman, but that's what she does. And then she finds a little niche of people who don't like you and they, they set up their little, we don't like this person camp and they slap five and drink and be all miserable over there together while we're over here thriving. 
We have contracts while she's begging for donations on her YouTube live. But we're going to we give her enough time. Michelle, I'm going to put $10 on your account. Well, no, I won't. Okay, let's get into some hot topics. Let's get into it. Al, you're so lucky you went into that. She's probably going to, you, you might catch some shrapnel from it, but whatever. Well, okay. I'm into it now, too. Hmm. Okay. Let's talk about this Trey Song sex tape uh, that I'm Hey, babe. Twitter and social media, uh, you know, you know, and it, it was everywhere. A woman was giving him oral, and uh, it surfaced on the web. People saw the clip, assumed that it was, you know, Trey because of the arm tattoos and the tone of his voice. The singer never confirmed if it was him or not. Um, what do y'all think about the video um, and uh, the goings on of this week? Do y'all think it's him? And what do you think about the video? It was him. Uh, you know, if I had to go in front of the court of law and say it, it was him, it was him. And um, that thing was big. I mean, it 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 was. It, it, you know what I'm saying? And you know, I, I I posed this question on my Instagram. I'm like, ladies, do y'all actually like all of that? Because that was a lot. And I had somebody say. It just looked average to me. And I was like, well, your stuff must be as wide as a Kool-Aid pitcher because there's no way in hell that is average. The average, let me tell you something. I used to be a hoe when I was younger. I don't see, you know, I don't see a lot of them. <laughs> that is far from average, okay? <laughs> Trey is, that, that wasn't average. If, you, that's, if that's average to you, ladies, God bless you. I don't know what's going to satisfy you. He, I counted four potatoes. One potato, two potato, three potato. I say about four potatoes. And I would say you. Oh, wow. Four potatoes. Well, I don't know. I guess I I, I just hate it when such a talented young man re, re, what is it, deduces himself to the size of his penis, in my opinion. He can sing. He can dance. He's super talented. You know, he did sell 25 million records worldwide. Um, I know he hasn't had a number one or close to a top 10 in the last almost a decade. But, you know, I just I just feel like he's much more talented than that. But you know what? If in doubt, whip your dick out. And he set up his OnlyFans, too. And it's $20 a month, which I think was brilliant. You might as well capitalize on this. You can't do shows right now. So why not make that money? Who's subscribing? So do you know, do you, do you know, it's funny because I was, me and some friends were talking and we were like, did this leak or did he do it? Is he just craving attention? Because if he did leak it himself, I will say it's slightly pathetic. And yeah, right. when you got talent, you ain't got to be doing OnlyFans, oh, but the money is calling them because the people are cleaning up over there on OnlyFans. It just bothers me that you would reduce yourself from right. R&B royalty for a quick buck during COVID. Right, right, right. right. That's but how I feel too. Doesn't it make him a little bit more interesting to know that he's got a a, a third leg? I think it was better. You, you know what's sexy? Like when you leave some for the imagination. The right. rumors were always that Trey was packing. But now that we've seen it, the thrill is gone. The thrill is gone. Mm. He should have kept the mystique. He should have kept them guessing. He right. should have kept with the prints. The, the print video, you know, the, the thirst trap videos and the boxer videos. But now that we don't see the full Monty, the so, thrill is gone. That's right. So was this just a thirst trap or publicity stunt for his OnlyFans? Is that y'all think it is? Oh, absolutely. It you feels like it. 
the timing, the post, all of it is all in line meant to help sell some freaking records or right? Well, single, whatever it is. To me, like I said, like I said, it looks thirsty to me. It looks desperate. You're much more talented than that. And like, come on, you like, he didn't have to do that. Like I said, Mystique sells more than just giving it all away. Now, what's the point? Like once you've shown it all, then what else is there to see? Okay. I mean, the internet doesn't seem to agree with y'all. They were going crazy over it all. Like they just still are talking about it. But yeah, they're not gonna be talking crazy. about it Friday. They won't be. And just like, you know, I, I, I know this for a fact from the celebrity people that have dibbled and dabbled in the OnlyFans. That's why they have to keep pushing it to the next level and pushing it to the next level to the point where they're doing some of the right. things that Kiana did because people get bored. Okay, I don't pay my $9.99, my $20. I don't see you. Now make, what we're going to do. I don't see it from every angle. Now what? If you want to keep getting my money, you're going to have to keep entertaining me. So what is he going to do next? And didn't he just have a baby? Don't he got a girlfriend or something or like a borderline fiance or something? I don't think, he, I mean, that. I don't know if that was the girl that was doing the little crack the pepper thing on that thing. With the four potatoes. With the yeah. four potatoes, like, like you, you listen, you, oh, Jesus, change the subject. <laughs> Um, I, I, you are, you're a blessed man, but we already heard those rumors about you and, um, you, you, you guys are right. He doesn't have to do it, but I don't think I don't it's going to hurt him. I don't think it's going to hurt him because his brand is already such a sexual brand. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like, he ain't working for Disney. He's a sexual, his, his music is very sexual. So it just was lame. It, it just, it just was lame. He's not alone though. Think of, okay, let's look at some of the other, we have a minute left, but there's other celebrities like men that have done this. The game was posing a lot with his, um, his penis, like he was shown his print. Um, uh, we've, we've all heard about August Alcina. He's supposed to be uh, in the running for America's next top race horse as well. And then there's like a couple others that like are really out there that have these rumors about them and it doesn't seem to hurt them. But like he went full Monty and like the game ain't working no more. So I understand that Trey Songz got a new song on the radio, a new album dropping. So to Al's point, it probably is for publicity, but I just, you know, I'm just old school. What happened to going to, to the publicist's office and going to every mall in America and signing CDs for publicity? I'm all old school girl. You know what I'm saying? All that flanging your dingling. I, I, it's, it's just not classy based for me. You're right. It's, it's not classy. And, Trey songs, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Let's <laughs> all see those four potatoes. Bad, bad, bad guys. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF when we turn. Working out, but else we can have the personal conversations after the show. <laughs> You're not ready. Welcome back to TGIF. <laughs> TGIF. Oh my God. All right, y'all. Let's get into this Tory Lanez. He got called out about his uh, his assault scandal with Megan Thee Stallion. He popped up in one of those clubhouse rooms and uh, people went straight to the source. Let's take a listen. Why you shoot Megan? What? Oh my what? God. Oh my God. It was going to happen. Did you, right. It's shocking that they want to ask you about if you shot the, one of the biggest rappers. Wait. It's, it's the non-intro for me. It's the <laughs> non-setup. It's the non. Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm from Montana. And my question is, it's just the, why you shoot me? <laughs> it's the audacity for me. You know what I'm saying? And then, then all the people in the room, 
they standing for him like, uh-uh, get that N-word out of here. Get him out of here. Here is my thing, right? People are innocent until proven guilty. I'm all for it. Four of y'all in that car. We know for a fact a gun went off. Y'all keep playing these games with words, talking about I didn't do it. How could I do it? How about y'all just tell us how did the gun go off? If he didn't shoot her, then the best friend shot her or the security guard shot her. One of y'all hoes shot that girl or one of y'all threw that gun out that car and it hit the ground. Two of y'all was tussling over the gun. If you didn't shoot her, just tell us what happened. And that's the thing that's baffling me. They keep saying what they didn't do, but nobody will say what they did do. JR in the chat says he never answered the question. Well, he hasn't answered the question nationally either, right? Except for he said he didn't do it. And then he made some sounds about it. Let me ask y'all this. Do you honestly think he took the gun, cocked it back, and shot at that girl? Absolutely do you not. Do? You do? I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think that's how it went down. Personally, okay. I don't know, Tori. I I don't know. I think the weapon got. I granted, I wasn't there. This is complete speculation. I think the weapon got discharged in the midst of a greater scuffle. I agree. I yeah. don't. I just for whatever in me, I don't see him consciously cocking that gun back pointing it at her and trying to shoot her. And this is no way me trying to not defend a black woman because, you know, y'all get on that hate train about defend right. black women. I, she deserves to be defended. And yes, she was shot. I'm just simply saying, for me, I just can't consciously see him being that enraged that he took the gun, cocked it back, pointed at her like, I'm going to shoot you and shoot her. But we also like, she, but on the flip side, she's really adamant that he shot her. And I, I, I have a problem not believing someone that like, no, no he really did it. No, you know what I'm saying? I think, well, I think what she's saying is he's responsible. responsible. That's how I interpret it. That's exactly yeah. how he's I interpret it. Because her back was turned. So at the end of the day, however the gun was discharged, she's not 100% sure. Okay, you know so what but he is responsible for it. Right. Let me understand this. They were in a car. How how is your back turned in a car? She was walking away. She got shot outside the car. Oh, she got shot outside the car. They These were are arguing, and learned. she was walking away. She got out the car and was walking away. And allegedly, after she was beating him up, not beating him up, but she had swung on him a couple of times and hit him in the face. Right. That's what the, that's what the people are saying, but I, I don't know. You know what? A, 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 a hit, one hit, a hit to the face does not deserve a bullet, though. Most definitely. You know, Tori, I, I, I don't know why. I just feel like that was a a, a, a match made in hell. There was no good was ever going to come out of that. A tall, successful woman with a short, successful man. Those fights are going to be epic. He's probably ha he probably has insecurities, and she's probably like, whatever, dude. Like it's just I could see it just going bad, and if, if they're drinking and it. There's egos involved, entourages. It, I do I not don't understand why, because he's short, he has uh, ego problems. Very calm now. Ask anyone that's out here in this dating world anytime. Uh, listen, it's not to say all short men are like this, but it's a lot of a lot of them have that that Napoleon complex comes from a real thing. And that's how a, do you know unless you've experienced a short man? I've had beef with a couple of short men before that talk big shit. They're like little chihuahuas and they get mad. <laughs> and they're, they're angry, not at you, but they're um, angry at their genes. 
don't know. I mean, it's not so my wait, wait. All the short, you've never dated a short chihuahua? No. Nobody you short. You know what's funny? Like back in the day, I actually used to have a thing for short stout men. <laughs> I just did. I just used to like short, little cocky stout men. I, that, that sense changed, but I still find them peculiar. <laughs> were they, were they, did they have a lot of like, like anger in them too? And they did, but see, see, Tory Lane is petite. He shopping juniors. Petite. I was talking about men. You know what I'm saying? They were short, but they were men. He shopping juniors. He does. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Like he's what is he five three? And petite. He has so he has, so he has little shoulders. And you know if I'm calling you petite, you real little. You are wearing him out. Little shoulders, Chihuahua. We have little problem. Little delicate hands, yes. Wow. Why would you not be? Listen, I'm sorry. We're making fun, but if, as a black man in America, and you you come out little, there's nothing you can do about it, right? You you gotta have a little chip on your shoulder, a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like you, a lot of times, like people are women are not. No, I never hear women say, "I want a guy that's tall, short, and handsome." You never hear that. So they must constantly feel like on defense, like, you know, people ain't checking for me. And they come up with that, 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 that thing, that bravado, that anger, that. Well, I, that think, <laughs> I, I think part of it too is being so, being short, they, they, they don't quite meet the ideal definition of what society, particular black society says <laughs> a man should be. You know, you should be this, you should be a protector. You should be, I mean, if the burglars break in the house, what is going to do? <laughs> You gonna have Megan at the front door swinging on the burglars. Like. I really need you guys to stop talking about short people like this, especially short men. Like, come on, I I have to. No, I, but I not just short, short and petite. <laughs> you listen to petite. <laughs> it's, it's really the petite for me. It ain't the short. It's the petite. <laughs> like at least be short and thick, short and strong, right. short and stout, right. short and just diesel. But, He's shopping the section with the training bras at. Like, just, <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, we got to come for us now. Let's uh, get on to the next story. Uh, Floyd Mayweather issued a challenge to his old rival and friend, 50 Cent. Floyd posted his list of potential boxing opponents on Instagram on Wednesday, including influencers Logan and Jake Paul. And on the subject of 50, he wrote... I also heard that 50 Cent would fight me, but claims I'm too small. If he wants to lace up at the end of the year, we can do an exhibition then. Adding, with 50, it has to be winner takes all. Do y'all want to see this fight? And who do you think would win this fight? Because it's not going to be, would it be boxing or just like straight up fighting? Why would you ever fight boxing, street fight anybody, uh, one of the most talented boxers in boxing history? I mean, this, I mean, come on, this is not making any sense. First of all, he's fast on his feet. He's short. Um, I mean, he's in, I mean, his punches are impactful. Like, it just does, this doesn't make any sense to me. I think 50 Cent needs to stay on the sideline. This is a great little publicity stunt for them to talk about it and everything. But why would you embarrass yourself? Because I'm going to tell you, if you get in the ring with Floyd Mayweather, he's going to take you down. And it ain't gonna be you. We're friends. He went like I think he even mentioned this in a couple of interviews. When he gets into that ring, he turns into a different person. He will wear fifty cents out. 
period in the story. Uh-uh, I don't think he should do it. But 50 Cent, yes, Floyd is the shit. Like, he is everything. I mean, pound for pound, one of the best boxers, if not the best boxer in history. Like, he is amazing, right? He's next level. He's amazing. We know this. Fast hands never gets hit. Like, he, he could just, like, avoid the whole fight. But 50 Cent took, like, five bullets in his face and lived to t- tell about it. Right? That has All- nothing to do with your ability to fight. Well, he can that take has a, nothing, that has to, that that has to do with the ability of your cranium stopping a bullet from killing you. That's it. That don't have nothing to do. That don't make you. That don't make you extra tough. That don't make you extra agile. That don't make you super fast. That don't make your hand-eye coordination any different. Nope. He. I think this one. He better sit on. He better sit on the sidelines on this one before he embarrass himself. You wouldn't be nervous to go up against someone that took five bullets. Was, I think it was like five bullets. And 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 oh, that means nothing in the world of boxing. That means nothing in the world of boxing. What as being a strong now? Just, if he if he dodged the five bullets and the gun was in close range, that would mean to tell me he knows how to box. He knows how to like get away from a punch. But man, get out of here. Claudia, that that analogy, no, not gonna I work. I mean, as much smack as Fifty Cent talk, I would love to see him fight Floyd just on GP. But him losing would be the great equalizer. Like once oh, that, he lost, like he would That's forever a be up under Floyd. Floyd would forever have bragging rights, and I think Fifty is smart enough to not do that and give Floyd that type of leverage over him. I'm amazed that he's open to it, seeing how they used to be really good friends and he knows how good Floyd is. You know what I mean? I don't, I, but you know what? I don't I don't think he's open to it for real, for real. You got to be a damn fool. I don't care what size right. you are to get in the ring with uh, 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 Floyd Mayweather. That's not your background. Okay, now it'd be different if 50 was a heavyweight boxer. Right. Then, then I could say it, but you just a dude off the street. It ain't no amount of training that that man can do in the next three years that'll make him ready right. to fight Floyd Mayweather. Right. And but he's got the size advantage and it still don't matter. I would like them to get through, like just hash out whatever it is that they have. Cause they used to be boys and like, they definitely be trolling each other and talking shit. So I would like for them to just like get whatever it is. Like just, like just get it out in the open, hash it out. Whether it's a celebrity boxing match where we all know who's gonna win or whatever, just like get over the shit. Cause I, I kind of like them as friends. Yeah. I kind of thought it made sense. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more TGIF when we return. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. I'm here with my guys, Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva having a fun time. As always, I cannot wait to see what the vlog we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Um, I'd like to uh, th- take this time to introduce a really special friend. I want to welcome my friend and reality TV executive producer who is killing the game, Carlos King, who's produced shows like The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Love and Marriage Huntsville, The Bell Collective, and so much more. Please welcome the CEO of Kingdom Reign Entertainment, Mr. Carlos King. Welcome, Carlos. Hi, Claudia. Hi, boys. What's going on, Carlos? I'm good. How's it going? It's going. Carlos. When uh, I say to you guys, I'm like, this is like more nervousness than being on The View. I'll uh, say that. Uh, well, you, we, we should be nervous because you are popping our cherries because you're our first guest, actually. You are oh, first yes! And I was telling them offline, what better inaugural guest than the, the queen mother, messy sissy himself? 
Miss <laughs> Carlos King, honey. <laughs> the yes. queen of mess. Take it, baby. I'll take it all. <laughs> so many people life and personalities and sayings. And like you've inspired a generation, Carlos King. You really have. You know, and created some well, you know, Liz, a, a little bit of everything. It's funny because I remember the gay community a few years ago. Q, you remember this? They were so mad at me because I gave the girls all the gay sayings and taglines. And they were like, bitch, that's secret code for us to read the girls. And you giving these girls our code? And they, they all went and ran with it. So I apologize to the gays. I'm sorry. <laughs> There you have it. So you're apologizing to the gays. Oh, okay. All right, I'm here for that. Uh, Al and, and Carlos, have y'all met before? Absolutely. I had the pleasure of actually working with Carlos um, on the next 15. Remember, Claudia, you were on that show. Oh so, yeah, I uh, that, that scene the other day when uh, your friend was being shady towards me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we also met with, because <laughs> I'm not doing that. We also met, um, <laughs> Al Reynolds was a part of Greg Leake's um, oh, the, the spinoff. That's right. That's when I first met him. Wedding yeah. special. And Al, brilliant, 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 brilliant. You brilliant. wasn't a bridesmaid. Oh. <laughs> One of her bridesmaids. Okay. The S is not silent. There's an S in there somewhere now. <laughs> oh, so wasn't one of her bridesmaids. Al was a groomsman. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's good to have you here. And Carlos, you've, you've done so many shows. I mean, we, how many shows have you done? I mean, it's funny. I don't count them, so I think that's just weird and jinxy, whatever. But listen, I've been very blessed and fortunate, and my success has a lot to do with the fact that my audience um, follows me wherever I go. And, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the show. If Funky Dineva reviews my shows, that's, that's a, that, that to me means more to me than a Nielsen rating because my shows are meant for the people. And if the people are into it and Black Twitter likes it, then that's success to me. So, you know, I really want to be able to continue that path. But, you know, I got three shows on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, Love and Marriage Huntsville, Bell Collective, which comes on tonight at 10 o'clock, 9 Central, and Behind Every Man, which is hosted by Melody Holt of... Love and Marriage, Huntsville. And I got some, a couple of other stuff that's coming out. You know how this works, I can't announce it, but um, very blessed and fortunate to say the least. And you know, the girls have been trying to get me on Bell Collective for the longest. And my biggest fear is that I'm going to like it. And now I'm addicted to another piece of reality TV. But speaking of reality TV, The Real Housewives of Atlanta was not the first of its franchise, but having a majority black cast set it apart from the rest. Did you realize that this show will become so, 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 so powerful? The Atlanta Housewives show? No. Oh, listen, my first foray into reality was the Atlanta Housewives. That first week of filming is when Nene Leakes was unable to get into Sheree's house. And here I am in 2008, a little gay boy from New York that was like, I'm just trying to figure out if this is what I want to do with my life. When Nene Leaf's name was not on the list and she read Sheree's gates, talk about her gates don't even work. And Sheree is in the basement partying like she didn't know Nene's name wasn't on the list. Uh, 
I knew, I, I promise you, I said to my girl, like, this show is going to be huge. I knew in that moment, because I have never in my adult life seen a grown ass woman blocked by security for getting into her friend's House. So, Carlos, that's interesting that you shared that particular story, because I wanted to ask you, what do you say to critics who may think reality TV explores bad behavior or places people of color not in the best light? What, what are your thoughts around that? Because it seems like, you know, that is something that occurs a lot on reality TV and especially in the Real Housewives uh, franchise. Yeah, well, that's a good question. It occurs a lot in the reality in the reality TV genre, just not black women. Teresa Judice flipped the table, chased a chick down the country club. I've worked on those shows too, honey. So it's not just a black thing. It, 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 it's, it's all about this. At the end of the day, it's casting. Mm -hmm. If you are a great producer, you cast people who are the most entertaining to watch, okay? The shows that people love to watch is because they have entertaining people. When I was working on Housewives of Atlanta and I met Claudia Jordan at the Abbey, I was entertained in the midst of the chaos that was surrounding us at this gay bar. And I knew based on her personality, she could hang tough with these girls. It's all about the casting. And once you get a sense of someone's behavior, that's all on them. Ask Claudia who worked with me, no one whispers like, girl, you want to snatch her weave off, sis? Like, you know, like, that doesn't happen. But there is a responsibility as a producer to make sure, no shade, you cast the right person who is the most entertaining to watch. Because at the end of the day, I don't, I ain't trying to get read by Black Twitter on somebody being boring. And when Kenya wasn't on Housewives of Atlanta, they read that season for filth. Because at the end of the day, the girl you hate the most brings the most to the show. That's true. That's true. That's true. I wish you were right. But the past couple of weeks, I talked to, uh, I, I'm, I interviewed quite a few people from your shows. I, I talked to some of the stars from the Bell Collective and Love and Marriage Huntsville. So what is it about Southern Black women that makes them so exciting and so interesting to follow? Because it seems like the South is just blowing up when it comes to reality TV. It's all hits. No, listen, I want my brand to be something that is relatable to my culture. And I don't care if you're a black woman or a little black gay boy or a black straight man, we all have roots in the South. From our grandmas to our granddaddies, the South is the, is the heart of black culture. And what I saw growing up in this business was a missed opportunity not tapping into those parts. I've seen Atlanta, I've seen Miami, I've seen New York, I've seen Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen Alabama, we haven't seen Jackson, Mississippi. You know, I wanna tap into those different territories because that's where real people live. And, and the question Al did ask about, you know, when you cast people in reality, those real people in those Southern states are the most entertaining to watch. To see what Martell and Melody went through in their marriage is nothing but a bunch of countryness yes. in Alabama. You ain't gonna find that in New York because right. they have, they're, they're, there's other things to do. And one thing my girl told me, she said, there ain't nothing to do in the South but have sex. And baby, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's what I noticed. 
So let me ask you this with, you know, we now got Housewives of Atlanta 14, 14 years on the air. We got basketball wise. They've been on eight, nine, 10 years. Love and hip hop's been on eight, nine, 10 years. And a lot of that stuff has quite frankly gotten a little stale. We're starting to begin to see a shift in reality television. So where do you see the future of reality TV going? Um, I am the future of reality. Wow, TV. yes, sis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but Q, you are accurate. And the reason why I, I watched a review you did and you really did go hard on a few shows that I've worked on before about there's a staleness to it. No one's life is interesting for 14 years. Agreed. When I was working on these past shows, I drained the, I was like, I had to sit up here and drain everything out of this situation because nine seasons in, because I left after the ninth season, I was bored. I was like, are we still gonna argue about the same shit? Mm -hmm. Are y'all, are you two ladies still beefing? That's what we're doing? Like, I'm bored watching it and I'm in the midst of it. And I think what the audience wants to see is a freshness. They want new stories. They want new people. My audience is the most nosiest people I've ever encountered in my life. They want to know what is happening in the household. Love and Marriage Huntsville is a good example of a show that's been on. I'm, I'm with UQ. I don't know what season we on. But we've been on for three years and I work really hard with my team to make sure that those stories don't get stale because the moment I'm bored, I know you guys are bored and y'all won't tune in. So after a while, I do think these shows have been on for like 15, 10 years. There needs to be a reboot in terms of keep the brand name of the show. But baby, I need some new rotation of chicks. So speaking of new, uh, Carlos, let me, let me, I'm going to go off the script a little bit. Um, I want to ask you what type of shows we can expect in the future that we can see from you. But can I ask why we don't see ensemble of men um, in reality television? Um, not just, you know, I see a lot of women ensembles. Why don't we see any men ensembles? And with saying that, can I count on being a cast member of your first ever men ensemble? <laughs> yeah. Al, you're, Al you, you, you're too private, honey. I love you though, but you, know, <laughs> you ain't gonna tell the world your business, child. And I respect that. Okay. Um, no, but the, that, that is a really good question. A little messy chat. I don't think, I don't think he really knows me, does he? <laughs> no, I know you. I don't think, I, I don't know think you really. I don't think you really know me. But no, no. Let me ask you this: Will you will you show everything on camera though? Oh, absolutely. Why not? I, I, I'm, I'm walking in my truth at this point in my okay. life. The, you know, All right, so. then, then, then we should talk. No, but, but to, your, to your question, the reason why you haven't seen an ensemble of men, and this is no disrespect because I'm a man at the end of the day, men are boring to watch. Mm -hmm. All they do is scratch their balls, watch a little football. Um, although men, this is it. Men are messy when it comes to people's business and when it comes to women's business. Straight guys are all up in a woman's business. Peter Thomas will forever be the most iconic male reality star because he represented a lot of straight men we know who are super nosy, they gossip, and he wants to know the tea, right? It doesn't make you gay. But to have five Peter Thomases is a little weird. 
And the reason why you need to incorporate the women in the midst of all of that, right, is because it has to make sense. Because what I would get from the audience is, it's a bunch of bitch ass on this show and I don't like it. But if the men are reacting to what the women are doing and it affects the brotherhood, then there's interest in that, which is why my shows moving forward, it has to incorporate the husbands, the boys. So we, we, would we you, gotta go ahead. We would you say it. would you say that for a cast of uh, men transgender in the LBGTQ community, would you have that same philosophy that they would be born and that there wouldn't be any interesting content in that type of ensemble? Well, you want to go to break first, Paul? You want to come back to that or think about that? We're gonna take a quick break, and Carl's gonna stick around for some hot topics. So that's what's gonna get a little messy if he's gonna, you know, partake <laughs> in the festivities. We'll be right back with more TGIF when we return. Thank you. Welcome back to TGIF. We're having a good time with Funky Dineva, Al Reynolds, and special guest, our first guest, Mr. Carlos King. Now, before we went to break, Al Reynolds asked about the possibility of doing a reality show with the male ensemble cast and uh, actually posed a question if gay and transgender men would still be considered boring as far as men on reality TV. Carlos, what's your answer to that? No, I have a show on Netflix called Styling Hollywood that stars a gay couple named Jason Bolden and Adair Curtis. And it's a, it's, it's a docu-series that focuses on their relationship and their business because Jason Bolden is a celebrity stylist and his husband is an interior designer to the stars. So they, they have that celebrity, you mm -hmm. know, element. To them. And the show is great and people love it. So no, I, I don't think you have to be Listen, I'm very honest. Straight men are boring unless they are in women's business. And you cannot name me one show, all the housewives show. That's why when the husband gets in the mix and they, they sort of, you know, play with the ladies, that, that drives conversation because in normal life, men get into women's business, period. That's true. You're right. You ain't lying. So... All right. Well, let's get into some hot topics. And once again, Al Reynolds is available. He's uh, putting it out there that he is available and he's in D.C. And Carlos, I know you don't know him like I do. When he gets rid of the little shy shit that he does in the beginning, Al is wild as hell. If you hung out with him for one oh, Let's be clear. Not, not to cut you off. I know Al Reynolds. Oh, My do. only question was, is he going to show that side on camera? But now that, because again, we haven't seen each other in like five years. So now that he said to me five years later that he's more open to it, I'm, I'm all in it. I love Al. All right, let's get in these hot topics real quick. Okay, uh, Funk Master Flex, he shocked fans by saying he uh, had liposuction. He shared his journey. And now he's saying because, you know, other male hip hop stars went under, under the knife. He did it too. He said, I went public because I thought everyone did it. To my knowledge, and he name dropped. He said, Drake, Kanye West, and LL Cool J that's what they were doing, you know? So I got in touch with the guy and then he did it for me. Um, is Flex being shaved by name dropping? And what are your thoughts on men getting plastic surgery? Carlos? Can I say something real quick? What did I say earlier about men gossiping? And <clears throat> Funk yeah. Master Flex needs to be on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, New York, DC, Love and Hip Hop, New York, Atlanta, Miami, because that is what I just talked about. A man, men like to gossip. The fact that he set up there on his platform and called out Kanye, Ella Kuj, and Drake, yeah. my yeah. case is closed. 
it just sucks because this whole situation it speaks to toxic masculinity like for one his masculinity and his manhood was challenged right. and he couldn't stand in it alone That's right. so he figured i'm gonna throw some other people in to take some of the burden off yeah. of me but the part about it that is toxic is just the whole implication that a man can't go get lipo i mean having body insecurities is not an issue that is unique to then take their shirts off too and don't like what they see and if you fat flabby bad body shaped like a box look like an ice cream sandwich look like you eat bread and rice for breakfast you know what i'm saying and that you don't have the time to work out run walk roll lift a weight drink a slim fast do pilates or do a little cha-cha-cha on the dance floor then you might want to go get it sucked out and that's what he did that's well, what he did. But it's just unfortunate. Funk, funk, master flex. He went on the knife. But it's just unfortunate that we live in a world where men are not allowed to have body issues or talk about them because that's gay. Real men, real men don't do that. You know, it's... it's uh... Well, speaking of real men, tell me what y'all think about this story. It looks like some people in France are trying to catch more than COVID. Police raided a party that is being described as an orgy. Reports have stated that the officers find 80... One people for violating curfew and breaking sanitary protocols. Yo, in COVID, these nasty mofos, 81 deep in an orgy. How many fluids and liquids were in that room? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one. I'm gonna tell you, COVID got me damn near about to lose my mind. And there's nothing wrong with a good old romp session with a whole bunch of strangers. I gotta be 100 percent honest with you. The funniest part about this reporting to me was it took them three hours to get the search warrant. So the police officers were outside of the brunch, brunch session, the sex party, looking on the inside, stopping people from going inside for three hours. Something's really fishy about that. But I'm gonna tell you right now, there's nothing wrong with a good swinger sex party, especially after all we've been through in this last year, we need to sexually be like free. Uh, have you been to orgy before? I've definitely done swinger parties before. With, with? Both, with both sexes? Well, swinger parties usually have both sexes there, yes. No, I mean your participation. Uh, participate. Well, it depends. I've been to swinger parties where they have rules. So if anybody's been to swinger parties, there are rules. So oh, there are certain okay. rules wait. where we, 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 speaking of, we got to take a quick break. I need to oh. know about this when we come back. We going to okay. take, but we'll be right back. Al Reynolds. Yes. You trying to get this show popping in DC. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to TJF with Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva and joining us, our special guest, our first guest of the entire season. Hi, we have super producer Carlos King. Before we went to break, Al was being asked about his orgy participation and if he messes with both when he does these things. And he really tried to get out of it. Get out of it. <laughs> no, no, sir. Y'all know I don't dodge anything on this show. You've taught me that. I, what I was sharing was when you go to swing, well, the swinger parties that I have attended are heterosexual swinger parties, all right? So there are rules that exist at those swinger parties. So you're not allowed to go to the bathroom uh, with a closed door with the same sex, at least as a man. Uh, there, you know, there are different rules to make the, the men that participate in the swinger parties comfortable with another man in the room. So yeah, that's what I would share. So Al, let's, let's do that show together. 
<laughs> the swinger party show. That's dope. Okay. That's dope if, right there. if you got if you got a nice check, let's go. <laughs> if, you, if you have a nice cast, let's go. You need to you need to look at my picture from last week. I got a nice cast. <laughs> Al, you know what? You are like a pageant bit girl. All right. No, no, don't ever, don't ever reference me as a girl. That's not that's not cute. I, uh, I, I'm not trying to be insulting to you. I mean, in this way, in this, when it comes to your um, your persona, like in public, you're very, like, you're very well put together and poised mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. elegant. But then when you take that crown off, you're <laughs> that's no, all. I'm going to tell you what it is, to be honest with you. I'm, I, that's right. I'm a Gemini. I'm a, I'm a Gemini to the core. There are two sides to me. And I live both sides to the extreme. Like I wear it out like Funky does. But Funky only has one of him. So he wears that whole thing out all day, every day. Me, I have to let him take turns. So, you know, the smart, uh, responsible, rich L has to let him have his day. The irresponsible, freaky, fun, outrageous L, I got to let him have his day. That's just That's just me. And I, you know, that's just who I am. Okay, Al. That's a big a Al, little Al. Mm-hmm. I had a boss that was a Gemini, and I hated <laughs> her. She actually made me hate Gemini. Like, and I'm not one of those people that believe in the Zodiac, but if you tell me you're a Gemini, you automatically start with me five points in the red. Oh, no, not never. If you know a real Gemini, you have the best time in your life with the Gemini. You can sexually be free. You can emotionally go on levels and parts of the spectrum that you've never been. And mentally, we just stimulate you like nobody else. The reason why you don't like a Gemini is because you can't figure them out and you can't make them do what you want them to do. You can't manipulate us. So that's probably why you don't like a Gemini. On that note, we have got to say goodbye and we will hop in a little filthy group text after this so we can keep on <laughs> his package to the reality show gods, Mr. Carlos King. Thank you so much, Carlos King, for joining us tonight. I want to thank Al Reynolds, Funky Dineva for another hot show. And uh, again, Carlos, thank you. You got to put, put both these guys on a show. Uh, thank you so much I'll for watching. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hollywood Unlocked is next with Jason Lee. We'll see y'all next time. And um, thanks, Carlos. It's good to see you. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, babe. Good night, guys. Thanks, Carlos. Bye.